0: Good morning,
1: everyone.
0: I had a couple of uh, quick announcements for you. First, I wanted to say to everyone who's watching online, good morning to you as well. And write something in the comments so that we know who is with us. Um, This Wednesday is a really big night. So if you normally go to Pastor Sam's Bible study or Harry Murray's Bible study, don't show up to it because nobody will be there. We're going to be at Nakalula Falls at the Kiwanis Pavilion this Wednesday from 5 to 7. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Our uh, church picnic is always the best. Um, also, really exciting vacation Bible schools coming up this summer. And it's called Food Truck parties. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. And let Catherine Barnes know how you can help. Uh, Cleve Estes wanted me to let you know there's a men's walking group uh, that meets every every day, uh, 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, They meet at the main entrance to the country club across from the Church of Christ. And you don't even have to be Methodist to be in that men's walking group. You can invite your friends and they have a blast. Um, Senior Sunday for our high school seniors is next Sunday. So that's going to be a great service. We want you to uh, join us for that. Uh, May 22nd, we're going to have a bake sale by the Hebrews Coffee Shop. And that's going to be for any of our uh, junior high youth that want to go to Camp Sumatanga. So on the 22nd, bring tons of money and an appetite for snacks. So you can get snacks uh, for that. Um, And then lastly, I want all the women in the church to not forget that we have little gifts for you at the entrances. And this paper here, this is actually a sticker. And you can put it in your Bible or put it somewhere cool. So that's pretty great. And now we actually have a short video for you about Mother's Day.
1: Please be seated. Good morning. I'm glad to see you today and thank you for worshiping with us by live stream today and, and happy Mother's Day to you all. This is the time when we give thanks for all that you give and I want to just say thank you for all the many ways that you give. Um, represented up here in, in front are all of these beautiful flowers. Well, the, the one in the middle is, is for, for all the wonderful celebration of all of the wonderful women in our church, all the wonderful moms. But these roses, y'all, are these roses not gorgeous? These roses, every year what we do on Mother's Day is we have uh, we, we, the Early Learning Center here, which is fantastic, sells uh, roses as a fundraiser for the Sarah Rabin Johnson um, Scholarship that is award scholarships to families that, that want to come to our Early Learning Center and need help. And, and so they provide all kinds of scholarships for kids to come to our Early Learning Center. And, and so these roses up here are in honor of and in memory of mothers. And y'all did big this year with the roses. I'm telling you, it looks great. Thank you for giving in that way because these roses not only remind us of our moms, but it reminds me of you know some little kids going to get to come to the early learning center, and it's going to be because you were generous. Thank you for the Hallelujah offering was fantastic. I don't know we might have broken a record this year. Thank you for your just giving just a regular tithes and offerings. We have ministries around the world that that are getting to. Uh, Further the kingdom of God because you're generous. So that being said, will you bow with me as we go to the Lord and pray over our offering? God, in so many ways, you have blessed us in so many ways, Lord. All we can do is say, what can we do for you? We can just say, what can we give, Lord? And over and over again, your people give. And we're so thankful that you make us able to. So these tithes and offerings, Lord, we give them to you. We give them to your kingdom, and we pray that others will be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. please be seated as we come to our prayer time uh each each week in the month of may we're going to be highlighting a different missionary we have um, missionaries around the world in 60 different countries and we're not going to we're not going to get to focus on all 350 missionaries that we support but we are going to we're going to pick one each week and we, we have a display out on the bulletin board, out, out close to the elevator, if you want to take a look at it. Just to give you an idea, it's a world map that shows all the different countries in, in which we have United Methodist missionaries. Last week we, we looked at Rhett Thompson in Panama. Today we're looking at Reverend Dr. Wesley W. Magruder, and he is a missionary with the United Methodist General Board of Global Ministries in South Africa. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the place where he is in South Africa, Africa because I already, I already feel dumb enough, but uh, he was commissioned there in, in June of 2019 uh, and he, prior to that, served as a superintendent of the United Methodist Mission in Cameroon. So he has been all over the place. He's originally from Plano, Texas. Now, in the early service, I asked, anybody ever been to Plano, Texas? Anybody here ever been to Plano, Texas? We had, okay. One, one, okay. We had one in last time, so y'all need to get out more. Oh, oh Sonia's been, okay. Y'all, okay, all right. Maybe we just need to get on the, on the church bus and go. But we, we are going to pray for uh, Reverend Magruder, for his family. And, and we know it's not, it's not easy being away from home. And uh, we know that these missionaries go and they, they make that their home. Okay? So we are going to pray that. And if you have prayer requests that you'd like to send to us, we, we love getting your prayer requests. We love hearing about your answers to prayer. So let us know about those too. Will you bow with me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful spring day and for the chance to, to gather together and worship today. We worship today and we, uh, we give to you our whole hearts in worship, even the broken pieces of our hearts, Lord, because we know that, uh, that today's not easy on a lot of people. E- even, even though it's a happy celebration for many, it's, it's a time of, of grief and sorrow for others so Lord, we, we are sensitive to that and we lift to you. You are close to the brokenhearted and you hold us in your arms. So we ask for that today. We ask that you provide whatever it is we need for this day, whether it be our, our uh, comfort and strength or just to be able to carry on, whether it be forgiveness or healing or whatever it is that we need, Lord. And for those that we love around the world, Lord, We pray for those serving on the mission field. We pray for those who have had to flee their country because of war and violence. And we pray, Lord, for your peace and your security for them. And gracious God, we pray um, that you would teach us to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, our Father, who art in heaven, how would be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, This time, our uh, Pastor Andy is going to take our kids to Children's Church, and they're going to do something fun. And kids, I want all of y'all to ask Pastor Andy a question from the book of Leviticus or something like that, okay? He's going to explain all that to you um, right down this way. I know, I know you're going to have fun with Pastor Andy. The rest of us, stand as you're able, please. Let us sing our hymn of preparation, number 128, He Leadeth Me. Thank you so much choir and Benny and Rhonda and JT and that was beautiful as always. I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 10 verses 22 through 30. The words will be up on the screen if you want to follow along there. We have Pew Bibles just a reminder we have Pew Bibles and I know many of you have your Bible app on your phone that you like to use and so you can take your phone out and and have it, and and you could probably be playing Candy Crush and, or something like that on your phone, and I'd think you were reading your Bible. So there you go. You can you got permission to do that. No, we do want to turn to verses 22 through 30 in John chapter 10. At the time of the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem, it was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe the works that I do and my father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my father has given me is greater than all else. No one can snatch it out of my father's hand. The father and I are one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are celebrating all the wonderful moms today and not just not just our biological moms uh we're celebrating our extra moms any of y'all have extra moms i need all the moms i can get i, I had uh, tammy had somebody introduce her uh this week as as somebody's work mom uh, oh this is this is miss tammy she's my uh, my daughter's work mom so uh, did any of y'all had work moms or anything like that i need all the moms i can get So I'm thankful for my mom, I'm thankful for the extra moms in my life. Um, And I'm so thankful for the lessons that I've learned from all those moms, especially from my mom uh, who taught me and my sister well or tried to teach me and my sister well. And sometimes I wonder why she didn't just pull every single hair out of her head that she had raising my sister and me. Not that we were that bad, okay? Not that we were that bad. We just fought a lot, you know, no big deal. We, all, we fought a lot, but we had rules for fighting. We had rules of engagement, if you want to put it that way. There was no actual fisticuffs allowed, which most of the time we followed that. Um, and, and no name calling. That was not allowed in my house. No name calling. Uh, it was, the stupid was the S word in my house. We could not call each other stupid. And I mean, don't even think about calling somebody a fool because the good book says you're in danger of hellfire if you call somebody a fool. So we didn't call that. Now we snuck around and we did get our name calling in where we could. We, we couldn't get away with stupid, but I might get away with calling my sister a nincompoop. You see, we found loopholes in the law. She could get away with calling me an ignoramus or something like that. You know, we, we did. But, I don't know, my mom, my mom was just the best. One day my sister called me something that really, really got under my skin. Usually it didn't, but this really, really did. And partly because I didn't know what she was saying. I didn't understand the insult, you see. And that made me mad, so it made it that much worse. And what she did is she just rolled her eyes and she said, you are so L7. And I didn't know what it meant and I ran to, now I would just pause here to say, I grew up in the 60s. This would have been in the 60s, okay? So uh, you are so L7. And I ran to my mom. and, Mom, Susan called me a dirty name. And she said, I did not, did to, did not, did to, did, you know, that went on for a while my mom said well what did you call him and she said i just said the truth i just said he's so l7 and my mom was like what does that mean and she says he's like a square did any of y'all ever heard that l7 square oh come on now i'm not the only one in the 60s sam the sham and the pharaohs woolly bully Let's don't be all seven. Let's learn to dance. Wooly, bully, bully. bully. Don't be all seven. No, I'm still a square. I admit it. I'm a square. But Huey Lewis in the news says it's hip to be a square, right? It's hip to be square. All right. Well, this isn't the 60s, obviously, but I still hear insults from time to time. And I don't even, what does that mean? What does it even mean? I have to get like look it up in on Google in the urban dictionary or something I, what what is somebody calling somebody how are, what is how is that an insult recently i was I was following this um, this social media article this this guy that that writes blogs and stuff and I, and then you and then you you see what somebody writes and then you look down in the comments right if you 've got the stomach for it, you look down in the comments because i 'm going to tell you what. If you don't want haters to hate on you, then don't say anything, don't have an opinion, don't do it, don't, and then you're still going to get hated on. But for some reason, I looked in the comment, and some woman had, had insulted him with this word. Ready? You're a sheep. I said, sheep? Is that, is that, is that really a thing? Is that, a, is that an insult? I mean, I grew up reading the Bible. I, I thought it was pretty cool to be a sheep. And, but then I thought about it. I got to think about it. I to, it could be a bad thing to be a sheep. You know, Jesus was talking about in John chapter 10 and the passage before we read, he was talking about all kinds of false shepherds and hired hands that really don't care about the sheep. but They're just there. Or they're there to try to do harm. Or they're there, you know, it's, it would be really bad to follow some kind of like antichrist figure. That would be bad if you followed the wrong sheep. If you follow a false shepherd, a hired hand? That would be bad. It would be bad to be a sheep if you followed along with the flock instead of following the shepherd. You know, the herd mentality, just like, somebody says, boo, and then the whole herd just like runs runs down. Is that still around today? Is it just me? It's just like, no, no, wait, hang on a second, listen. That being said, to be a sheep is not always an insult. As a matter of fact, today, in addition to celebrating moms, today we're celebrating being a sheep. Now notice I didn't say we're celebrating being asleep. We're celebrating being a sheep. So if you're asleep, wake up. And listen to the rest of the sermon. So, all right. Being a sheep. Being a sheep is really, really good if you're a sheep of the good shepherd. You see, being a sheep is is something that was it's a metaphor that was I mean, it was God's favorite way of describing God's people in the old testament. It was what Jesus called himself, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And he was differentiating himself from the false shepherds. And one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament about God being the shepherd and us being the sheep is Isaiah 40:11. It says, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. And I want to say, any of you mother sheep out there, you feel like you need a little extra help and 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 but this says the Good Shepherd does that. Sign me up to be a sheep. If the Lord is my shepherd, sign me up. If I could just sum up everything I have to say today's sermon into four words, it would be this Follow the Good Shepherd. It'd be it the four word sermon. Or I could even boil it down even tighter. I could just see two words. Follow Jesus. Follow, the, okay, we can all go and eat lunch now, right? That's it, just a two-word sermon. No, I'm not gonna let you off that either. So you gotta listen to the rest of it, okay? Don't be asleep, be a sheep, okay? Here are some qualities, and I will leave you with this. Here are some qualities of being a sheep in the Lord's fold. Uh, verse 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Being a sheep, in the Lord's fold means that we listen for his voice. We hear his voice. In the midst of all of the competing voices out there that you hear, in the midst of the constant noise and constant static that you hear in your world today, listen for his voice. Listen for the shepherd's voice. Well, well Pastor Sam, does that mean listen to the preacher's voice? Maybe, if the preacher is preaching Jesus, yeah. If the preacher is preaching something that doesn't look anything like Jesus, then no, right? Okay? But listen for the shepherd's voice. How can I know if it's the shepherd's voice? How can I know if it looks like Jesus? Well... The, the best way to know what looks like Jesus is to immerse ourselves in the scriptures, especially the gospels, which tell us about the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Read the red words in this book if you want to know, if you're hearing the shepherd's voice. If it doesn't look like Jesus, then it's not the shepherd's voice. Follow Jesus. That's pretty much it. The second quality of being a sheep in the shepherd's flock, in the good shepherd's flock, is verse 27. Jesus said, I know my sheep. I know them. I know them. Jesus had used that language before, hadn't he, in the Sermon on the Mount. He, right, before, right after he did the Sermon on the Mount, the part where he talked about the false, the false prophets that were wolves in sheep's clothing, Right? He said this about hearing his voice and knowing his sheep. He said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. I never knew you. You did a bunch of religious things, right? You, you, you did a bunch of things supposedly in my name, but I never knew you. And the key here is doing the will of the Father. The key here is listening to the voice of Jesus. The key here is trying to be what Jesus said to be. I know my sheep. Verse, the third one in, in verse 27, they follow me. Well, that's pretty simple. It's not easy, but it's simple They actually follow Jesus. Following Jesus and helping others follow Jesus is what we are all about. Sharing Christ, making disciples, serving, and giving help, following Jesus, helping others to follow Jesus. If we're doing anything else, church, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. At the very beginning of his ministry, when Jesus first started calling his disciples, he didn't call them with a long list of things to do. Here's what he said to them. Follow me. Follow me. And then they put down their fishing nets or they would get up and leave their tax collector booth or whatever it was that they were doing and they would follow him. They would actually follow after him. That was in the very beginning. And then at the end of his ministry, right before he ascended into heaven, this is really picking up where we left off last week in John chapter 21. You know, where where Jesus, the resurrected Lord, they had that miraculous catch of fish and the resurrected Lord cooked breakfast for them on the beach of grilled fish and grilled bread. And he had that conversation with Simon Peter. He asked him three times, do you love me? And then he said, feed my lambs tend my flock, feed my sheep. And then right at the end of it, here's what he said. Follow me. So it's like we have bookends, right? We have A to Z. In the very beginning, when Jesus first started calling his his disciples, he said, follow me. And at the end, right before he ascended into heaven, he said, follow me. That's the message. That is the message. It is the only message. It's all about Jesus. It's all about following him. That's why we do what we do. And it, it, it really is the bottom line for all the other things that we do too. For anything else that I say to you, it's about following Jesus. If I say, don't be a racist, then you say, oh, well, Pastor Sam, you're getting political. I'm not getting political. It's not a political thing. It's not even a social thing. It's a follow Jesus thing. Because everyone is made in the image of God and therefore due of all the dignity and respect that somebody made in the image of God should get. And racism denies that basic dignity so I don't wanna be a racist because I do wanna follow Jesus, you see? When I say love your neighbor and then I, I say love all of your neighbors, even the cranky ones, it's it's not it, look it's not a sociological thing or anything like that. It's 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 a follow Jesus thing. Sometimes it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. I Had a lady one time come to me, uh, and she was she was one of my best volunteers, and I, I, she I could call on her anytime I wanted. It wasn't in this church. I got a lot of good ones. It was in a different church in case you're trying to figure out who I'm talking about, it was in a different church, okay? Different town, different city. She came to me, she was upset. And I could tell she was upset. And she said, have you got a minute? And I said, yeah, of course. And, and we sat down and, and I sat beside her in the, little, the chairs, you know, in front of the desk. And I said, what's going on? And I knew that, I, I knew several things about her. One, that she was one of my best church workers. One is, is that... You know, uh, I'm an Auburn fan, but she was extra Auburn fan. Like generation after generation after generation, Auburn in her, you know, her blood and uh, and her she had one daughter. Her daughter had graduated from Auburn. I always kept up. I always ask about her daughter. How's your daughter? Oh, she's good. She graduated from Auburn. She went to move to the Atlanta area. And just as extra as she was Auburn, she was extra Methodist, generation after generation after generation. And, and well, has has your daughter found a church? Oh, yeah. She's going to Peachtree Road United Methodist Church in Atlanta. And I know something about that church. Oh, that's a good church. I'm glad she's going right there. And then so we're following the life right and, and then and then her daughter met somebody oh she she's oh, she's pretty serious about this guy and then so and and eventually um so what I'm telling you that to set, to set the story up she's upset right I so what's wrong? I thought maybe they broke up or something no, they're getting married oh are you not happy and she said yes but there's just some things. And and I thought she was going to tell me that he had like a, you know, a dark past or something like that. She said, he didn't go to Auburn. And I said, well, and, and you know, I said, he went to Georgia Tech. And she was, I mean, she was really upset. And I patted her hand, you know, it's okay, that's, that's, it's okay, that's a good school, that's a good, quality education, she's got a good job, he was, you know, it was fine, it'll be all right, and, and then she, she kind of, she kind of teared up, and, I mean, she was just literally about to cry, and she said, and, and, he's a Republican, (laughs) and, and I was, I was, I was, it's going to be all right, I was patting her hand, And you know, have you ever tried to comfort somebody and tried not to laugh at the same time that you're comforting? It'll be all right. I promise it'll be all right. You know, your grandbabies, they're going to come out all right. It'll be all right, you know. No, love all your neighbors. Love all your neighbors. It's not that complicated. Not easy, but it's not that complicated. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. I know them and they follow me, they follow love, they follow me. So you know what happens when you're a good, a good sheep in the good shepherd's flock? Verse 28, this is the fourth quality. He gives his sheep eternal life, they never perish. He gives them eternal life and they never perish. Eternal life. Sometimes I think we we really short sell eternal life and we we turn it into something that just means something like "Oh I got my ticket punched to go to heaven." Eternal life is so much bigger and deeper and broader and richer and wider and eternal life is the life of the eternal god it 's god 's kind of life it 's it's the quality of life that Jesus talks about in, in John 10.10 10, when he's talking about the false prophets. He said, they, they come to steal and kill and destroy. I came that you could have life and have abundant life. Abundant life in the sweet by and by? Well, yeah, but abundant life now because you're a sheep in my fold. It's God's kind of life and you get to have it now and it never ends I'm excited about being a sheep because the Lord is my shepherd. And then the last quality of being in the Lord's fold is verse 29, and this is cool. No one can snatch the Lord's sheep out of his hands. I've already, I've already admitted that I'm a child of the 60s. I grew up in the 60s because I mentioned that song, Wooly Bully from the 60s right? Is that playing around in your head yet? It gets stuck there. So I've got no trouble admitting something else to you today. I love watching Looney Tunes cartoons and I always will. I always have, I always will. Looney Tunes, man, they're the best. Some of my favorite Looney Tunes car- cartoons, oh, I could talk a lot about this. But some of my favorite ones are the ones with Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog. Do y'all have y'all ever seen those? Come on now. Where, where are my Looney Tunes people out there? You know Ralph Ralph Wolf, who by the way, looks just like Wiley Coyote. I don't know how they got away with that. But Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog, they come up, and they have a time clock mounted on the tree, right? And they come in, and they clock in. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. And they clock in on the foot, right? And then the whistle blows, and, and Ralph Wolf goes out, and he does all kinds of crazy things to try to steal a sheep. I mean, all kinds of hilarious, crazy things. But here's what you need to know. Ralph Wolf never gets away with it. Are you hearing me? He never steals one of Sam's sheepdog's sheep. Even though Sam's sheepdog has hair down to here, and you think there's no way that that dog can see the sheep, his hair. His eyes are covered up with his hair. He never gets one of Sam's sheepdog's sheep So I'm saying that to say this, you might wander away, you might get yourself in a jam. I mean, when I say that that no one can snatch you out of the Lord's hands, I'm not saying that we're not dumb because sheep are dumb and we do dumb things. But I'm saying if Sam the sheepdog can take care of his cartoon sheep and not lose a one of them, then Jesus, the good shepherd, can most certainly take care of you and me. I started out this message talking about Sam the Sham and Wooly Bully. And I'm gonna finish it talking with Sam the Sheepdog and Wooly Cartoon Sheep and with Pastor Sam telling you in the best way possible. In the best way possible. Be a sheep. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Oh Lord, thank you for caring for us, for loving us, for leading us, for calling to us, for anointing our head with oil, for making us lie down in green pastures when we're tired, for leading us beside still waters when we're afraid, for restoring our souls. Thank you, Lord, that even through the valley of the shadow of death, you are still with us because you are the good shepherd. And thank you, Lord, That nothing in life or in death or nothing can separate us from your love. You always have and you always will. How great and awesome it is to be your sheep. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to ask you to stand as you're able and sing as you're able. Our closing hymn, number 381, Savior, like a shepherd, lead us.